couple years down the road, uh, you're living your life. Things are uh, doing pretty good. You're still booking the Valve. Still telling your yeah. fucking jokes all over the city. Hell yeah. How's that going? Great, man. You uh, you put out an album. It's called... What's it called? It's called uh, Pat Dean's Greatest Hits, Volume 2. But it's your first It's your first record. Just, I would absolutely do that. You're just being a shithead. <laughs> so you just, you know, you're just being an asshole. Uh, okay. The inside of it, the liner notes say, uh, this record is the smash hit to the Critical School Success, Pat Dean Greatest Hits, Volume 1. Uh, good luck finding it, though. And sure. uh, then there's like a, a little winky face, and that's the only thing you put in there. So okay. you um you made this you made this album uh it's great where did I record it at at the Valve not shitty no it was great it was magical okay you know one of those one of those weird Valve nights where everybody's just like there to have a great fucking time Michael Parks out front bringing them in making them grin does he have any new catchphrases or he 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 doesn't really have any new catchphrases he's wearing a new beret. Holy shit! Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a snow white beret. <laughs> and he is very protective of it, dude. He got a new beret in the last like few months, two months, I want to say. And I asked him for the old one when he died, so we could hang it up. Yeah, and he said yes. Well, this thing, there's no way you're getting it. He doesn't want you anywhere near it. He doesn't want you to touch it. And when he walks in, you kind of go, hey, Michael, nice beret. And you kind of like reach out to like touch it. He slaps your hand away. He goes, hands off, buster. Why am I trying to touch Michael Parks's beret? It's just like I a would- weird instinct where you're like, hey, nice beret. Like, you were just going to like, you know, you were like acknowledging it. You know, he was making a fashion choice. You want to make him feel good about making that decision. Okay. It is snow white. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah. the first night, you're kind of like walking back during the show. You've got a, a couple cases of beer you're bringing back, and you're nice. you're walking down the uh, down the the hallway. And as soon as you like turn the corner and you're walking down the hallway, you see out through the window and the door, and you see that fucking white beret, and you just walk with no idea what you're doing. You're just sort of gliding in that direction, almost like it calls out to you. Weird. So I'm I'm just kind of walking without uh, just on instinct. Yeah, pure, hot, unbridled. <laughs> so things are going good, right? You booked like a, you're like, you know, booking some short film stuff and booking sets. Here Wait, there. what do you mean? You're you're just like you're just kind of getting out there a little bit more, you know. I'm like a I'm like an actor. But you've acted in stuff in the past. You kind of continue to do that, you know. You're in a couple things here and there. You do uh, nice. you do a commercial for a a car dealership, you know, that gets played in the Central <laughs> Texas area. Cool. You know, you you just do a little, just a couple odd things here and there. You get booked at some stuff kind of all over the country. You do a couple festivals. You know, things are yeah. like going in in a, in a good direction. You feel good about things. Okay. You're still living in the same place. I mean, that could always be better, you know. But you gotta, you gotta, you gotta take it one step at a time. You know, things are going well. You're like looking around. You're thinking about getting, getting out and getting something different here. Maybe in the new year, you know. 
Why are you saying one step at a time? That kind of makes it sound like things are going very bad. No, they're going like we're like like you're really feeling like you're having some success. You know what I mean? And now that you're like having the success, you kind of have to embark on a new way of, of thinking. You know, like okay. now you're you're kind of like planning for the long term, and that might mean sticking out where you live for an extra year when you could move now because it means you can save up a little cash. Like you're 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 having to think a little bit differently because you you have more now than you have in the past. Okay. And you're just kind of like tired of the area, you know. It's gotten a little like seedy, I guess you could call it. You know <laughs> why? What do you mean? Just like there's there's always like souped up cars just like flying up and down the road there now, just all the time. Like you swear that it's one every fifteen minutes, and somebody's like, "No, no bullshit, Pat," and you go fine, and you sit outside. And you uh, put a camera up, and you sit in a lawn chair, and you have a little clicker in your hand. And you do a time-lapse video of you taking a click every single time you hear one of these videos. And you, I click all of them? All of them. Yeah, you're out there for hours. <laughs> for you're hours? To, oh, yeah, dude. You're out there You're out there from uh, 2 p.m. to about 12.30 a.m. <laughs> Why do I have so much time? Because you're you're trying to make a fucking point, you know? You're you're trying to like to like to say like hey look this place isn't the same that it used to be you know yeah <laughs> sorry every now and then Pat almost dies on this show <laughs> so you're yeah. there right you make a point <laughs> these hot rods are just flying up and down the road right not nice all hours of the day. They're just so loud. And I'm pissed. Yeah, I mean, it's just like a thing that it's just it's just another reason for you to think about leaving where you're at, you know? Wow. So you go to you go to work, your uh, your last shows of the weekend. It's a good night. Michael's beret looks fucking sharp, dude. <laughs> People are like uh complimenting him on it all night long, you know? This lady who's like, uh, she's a, uh, she's always around on Sixth Street, if you know what I mean. She's always around, like, uh, preying like on, like, 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 like the bars. Yeah, she's like a, she's like an older lady, uh, excellent shape, pretty attractive. You know what I mean? She nice. goes out looking for young college studs. That's her thing. Fuck yeah! And she comes walking down the street, and she sees that fucking crisp white beret and she looks at michael and she goes hey there snow panther and he blushes a shade you've never seen him blush snow panther yeah michael fucks that lady in the alley behind the valve later that night okay mike okay look michael is not a a young stud he's in his 60s that fucking beret was so clean and so white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only the purest man alive could have a beret like that. And that's Michael. In Martin. this instance, sure. So you go home, right? You're like, that's fucking weird. You uh you pull into your into your parking spot. I, I feel like I would have texted so many people about this. Oh, one hundred percent. 
you uh you pull into your parking spot, you close your door, and you hear just this ring. You know, you hear just one of these cars just like revving up real loud, and your blood just fucking boils. You're just tired of it. It wakes you <laughs> up. You know what I mean? It's just like okay. it's just like there's it's so often, and it's just such an inconsiderate thing that they're doing. You feel, uh, and you just kind of like turn and look, and you hear like like a little girl like scream. Jesus, and you like you take off running. You're running as fast as you can. She's screaming like a long time because it takes you uh, a little bit to get there. And uh, <laughs> why does it take me so long? You're just not very fast. So you like <laughs> you like run up to her and you're like, "What's wrong?" And she goes, "She goes, uh, she goes. They stole my cat." Holy shit! Who's they, little girl? And she points and you see the car that was getting away. Then. It's like a like a like a, a car that's like real low to the ground, you know, like a like a Fast and Furious car with a big fucking muffler. Wow, a big spoiler on the back. You see the taillights light up, and you know it was them. You know you heard him. You heard him speed away. You heard the girl scream. She pointed him out. You know it's those guys. Wow. You look at her and you go, "I'm not the cops." But if I can help you at all, I'll get your cat back. <laughs> okay. You go inside, right? <laughs> what the fuck? All right. You go inside. Yeah. You look at your apartment. You look at uh your bank. Like you just out of curiosity, like you pull up your bank thing on your phone. You look at your savings. Shit. And you think. And now's the time to get out of here. Dire. You're like, I need to go. Yeah. And you go, but I got one thing to do first. You step outside. You're washed <laughs> in the light of the moon. Oh, shit. You reach into your pocket. And you pull out a treat you picked up for yourself. Mother fuck. You see a Milky Way midnight sitting fuck in your yeah. palm. And it is aching to be opened. <laughs> yeah. The wrapper is almost like sort of like revealing itself to you. You know what I mean? Where it's kind of like showing you how close it is to being open, just tempting you. It's teasing me. It's teasing the fuck out of you. I got to I got to tell you something, Brooksy, and I apologize for this. I love that. You do love that. Pull, I'm into this. You pull out your phone. Fuck, yeah. 11.59. You Holy see it change shit. to midnight. And you delicately, with like the, the nimble fingers of a sushi chef who's been practicing for three quarters of his life. Wow. You delicately unwrap that Milky Way midnight. You run your finger along its base. Ugh. You feel the ridges against your skin? Yeah. You grasp it in your hand, you take a fucking bite. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because one day, you know, you woke up and you got tired of seeing the little guy being trounced upon. You get sick okay. and tired of uh, of seeing people getting fucked over by a system or by someone, and you felt that there was a need to right some wrongs. You take up the flaming sword of justice. You become <laughs> little Pat Midnight. Fuck yeah, dude. 
<laughs> that is so tight, and I am ready for this. Shiny black shoes, black yeah. slacks. Nice. A leather black belt around your fucking waist. You get a white dress shirt tucked in. You got a, uh, a, th- a thin black tie and this duster. You snap the duster, and you head straight towards the Little Pat Midnight Mobile. <laughs> Which is what again? It's your it's your car. It's just your Ford Fiesta. <laughs> My 2013 Ford Fiesta. But when when you're in it, it's the Little Pat Midnight Mobile. Okay. So you uh, you get in the you get in the Little Pat Midnight Mobile. You drive to the corner. There's like a hey, little, real quick. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but what do I do with the rest of the Milky Way Midnight? Oh, you eat all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Pat. Of course, you're gonna eat it. Oh. You're gonna eat the entire candy bar. <laughs> I'm just asking. It's trans. It's transforming you into, into a little bit midnight. You eat every bit of it. Okay. And you fucking love it, dude. It's my favorite. It's my favorite candy bar of all time. Absolutely. You know me too well. So you uh, you like park in the parking lot of this corner store. You turn your lights off. You turn the audio book you're listening to down. What am I listening to? You're, you're listening to uh, that Tucker Max audiobook. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, you're just like, you're just like, you know, people talked about this a lot, but I need to give it a chance. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you're like three, okay. you're three quarters of the way through it. You've burned through a tank and a half of gas just driving around listening. You know what I mean? You're kind of into. It. <laughs> Wait, so when I get to my destination, you just keep I, going. I st- yeah. Right. You leave way early, you get home way late, but you're by God, you're gonna get through this fucking audiobook one way or another. I've done that with ra- with many radio show over the years. So I, I actually kinda yeah, I kinda get that behavior. So you, you get in your car, you turn down the Tucker Max. Yeah. I mean it's still on. You're still uh, like de- definitely listening. You're just kinda leaned in a little closer to the speaker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just kinda leaned in, feel your body press up against the frame of the car a little bit. Cool. And you wait. You wait in silence until you feel, you hear that, that familiar hum. And you see the car. You see, like, one of those, like, souped-up cars pass right by you. Yeah. You turn the lights on with a little pet minute mobile. You buckle up. And you leave the parking lot. Okay. You hang a left onto Maynard, and you're tailing this guy, right? You're, uh, you know, just a normal car's length behind him. You've got, uh, you've got his license plate. You text a friend who works at the DMV. What's his name? Uh, Doug Farthing. <laughs> it's like farting, but with, uh, an H in there. Am I listening to any music while just I'm, the, uh... Just the Tucker Max audiobook. Oh, fuck! I forgot about that! <laughs> yeah. Now, that sucks so bad! Now that there's that some would... ro- road noise, you turn it up a little bit more. Right. Yeah. So you uh, you text uh, the license plate info to your friend Doug Farthing. Yeah. And you uh, you know he shoots you back like a name and an address and a picture, and he says, "Don't know, don't want to know." D F for Doug Farthing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's how he signs his messages. It says hyphen df comma for Doug Farthing. 
why would he do that that way? <laughs> because he wants people to know it's Doug Farthing. It's so much more work. Okay, that's fine. You know? Whatever. It's already there. Now they have both sets of information. Whatever. So, uh, basically, like, you get this guy's info, right? You, yeah. uh, you pull up the, your GPS, you plug it in, you see you're kind of heading in that general direction. And you think, you know, I'll just kind of follow this guy until we get to where he's going. Cool. You got the Tucker Max audio, audiobook blaring. You're pretty enthralled. <laughs> yeah. Driving through Austin late at night. Just the constant, like, noise from that the muffler, just, like, directed right at you. You know what I mean? Almost like it was, like, a deterrent. Meant, sure. to, meant to stop you from getting close. Okay. But you're persistent. You keep driving. You follow the car pretty much all the way to, like, the street where the address shows. You kind of slow down a little. You see him, uh, you see him hit the brakes. You park in the next uh, the next spot you can. Kind of like get out late at night. You pop that fucking duster. Just, how much coffee am I? How much coffee am I drinking? What's that? How much coffee am I drinking? Oh man, so much black. Fuck yeah, that's how yeah. I drink my coffee, baby. One hundred percent black is those fucking shoes you got on. Nice. So you're like creeping along the sidewalk, right? looking at the people who are getting out of this car. It's a couple of young guys, you know. The passenger gets out. He's got something in his arms. You can't really see what it is. They walk up to a house. What do you do? I guess I quietly get out of my car and kind of, like, creep up behind them. Well, they you, you, uh, you got out of the car and saw them, like, get out of theirs and walk into their house. That's what I'm saying. I creep up behind them and like enter the house. I mean, you're just gonna like, open their. You're just gonna open their door. One hundred percent pistol at the ready. I don't think Little Pet Midnight has a pistol, Pat. Oh, okay. I mean, well, a, then I just. A, well, then I guess I should rethink this. Yeah. Uh, I guess, dude. Honestly, I walk up and knock on their goddamn door. So I just ask them some questions. You knock on the door. You see, uh, yeah, that's what happened. You see one of the guys, uh, you, you kind of like recognize the shape of him from, from just now. You kind of size him up. He's maybe yeah. six feet tall, 165 pounds. Is he, uh, is he skinny or is there muscle? Kind, or of, a, kind of a wiry looking dude. Fuck. I, I, man, the wiry guys are the most dangerous. You think that about yourself and you think. Keep an eye on him. This one could be a threat. <laughs> yeah. You you uh, look at the other one. Uh, much shorter, like 5'8", smaller in size. Sure. Uh, what do you say to that? Is- the, the, guy, the guy opens the door. He goes, who are you? I go, look, I asked the questions here. Who are you? He goes, my name's... Uh, Kevin. Who are you? I'm Little Pat Midnight, and I've got some questions for you. He kind of like looks at the guy next to him. 
And he goes, do you know this guy? And the guy's like, I don't know who he is. And he turns to like close the door. I would just walk in. So you confidently. Yeah. You pop that fucking duster. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I literally was picturing myself mentally popping that duster you, before I did that. You I'm not pop even that duster and walk in right nice. behind him. There's a, there's yeah. a little snap when you pop it. Nice. That's kind of what triggers it. They, they like turn around and they see you walking inside and uh, the tall one, uh, Kevin, puts his hand in your chest. He goes, what do you think you're doing? And you hear like so many cats and it smells like cat piss. You've been in a house where like a cat has just pissed everywhere for like a long time. Uh, I mean, I guess. You know yeah, what probably. I mean? You, you just know that smell. It's everywhere. All right. And you hear well, he, so many cats. He puts like he like, po- like he like he pokes me with his fingers. You're saying? Yeah, he like puts his hand in your chest because you just walk guess, into his I guess, house unannounced. I guess I do that move where I grab his fingers and just bend them back, and I tell him I'm, I'm little Pat Midnight. You uh, you grab his fucking fingers and you sure. bend him back, and he like gets down on one knee, and you've got all the leverage, baby. Hell yeah. You look at him, you look at his cohort, and you say, I'm little Pat Midnight, baby. The uh, the smaller guy is just kind of like in shock. He doesn't know what to do. Of course he doesn't. What do you tell him to do? I go, tell me everything, bitch. He looks down at the guy who's, whose hand you got cranked back, you know? And uh, I, go, I, I look at him and I go, for every lie you tell... That's one less functioning finger for this guy. And he like, fucking believes to- it. You, 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 yeah. That's like what you think in your head. But you uh, you say, see here, kid. I got three of your digits in my hand here, kid. <laughs> and he kind of looks up at you. And- oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> he what happens? You, and he, he goes, what? And you just fucking crank one of them. And he just screams in agony. He goes, you got two left, kid. You can tell me the truth or I can break these two off. Wow. And he rolls. like looks over at his friend and like nods. And the dude tells you he's like uh basically uh he's part of like a, a gang of guys who like drive all over the city and that they steal pets and sell them on a, a black market. Okay. He uh he's like, that's what this house is for. This house is where we store all the pets and it, it's uh it's where we it's where it's where we send them when they go. He's like, I don't know anything other than what happens up here. We just bring the pets in. Once it goes to the basement, I don't know what's going on. Okay, he's karate- like, he goes, honest to God. I karate kicked this guy in the face, and he's knocked out. You don't karate. You don't know karate, but no. but you've had a you've been in your fair share of fisticuffs. You know what I mean? Wow. So you kind of you kind of like do that thing where you crack your knuckles, you crack your neck, and you just haul off and clock this guy right in the jaw. I have never cracked my neck in my life, you, and I really want to. It looks like it look just looks so cool. It feels exactly how you think it would feel. Nice. You kind of crack it, and you just hear this this guttural Bruce Willis and Die Hard grunt. Duh. You know what I mean? It just comes out of your core, the deepest part of who you are, the exact okay. center of your being. And you just lay the right hand of God to this guy's chin, and he folds wow. like a cheap suit. What do you do? I look up and I go, who else wants some? There's nobody else in there but you and the guy whose hand you've got. I still say it. He's like kind of openly weeping. His hand hurts so bad. 
I go, tell me, dude. Tell me what I need to know. He, he's like, he's like, I swear to God, I don't know everything. We bring him here, and then whatever happens in the basement, I've, I've never been down there. We don't know. I look at him, and I go, go home, son. Store's closed. He, uh, he stands up. His fingers are just, like, barely attached to his hand at this point. It's kind of Hell flopping yeah. around. He's, he's in a lot of pain. You take a couple okay, steps. I, I probably, I probably feel a little bad. Little Pet Midnight doesn't. Oh shit! He's oh the, right, he's on the job. I forgot. Yeah, fuck that. I feel nothing. You stand up. You wipe your hands. You pop that fucking duster, and you walk into the house. You see that there are like just cats everywhere, and like stations where cats can get food, and uh, a bunch of litter boxes, and there's giant walkways, and it's just like a place for a ton of cats to be at one time. And they're all just okay. meowing. It's so loud in there. It's like a house. It's like a two-story house. You walk wow. in, and you see a door that presumably leads into the basement. Do you go down in the basement? Absolutely. Do you, I probably uh, adjust my uh, my hat first. You adjust that fucking hat. You take it off. You run your fingers around the rim. <laughs> yeah. And you say to it, you look at it almost like it's looking back at you, like it's like it's got a like a face. And you look at it deep in its hat eyes. Wow. And you say, We sure been through a lot, sweetheart. Let's add one more to the pile. And then you pop that duster and you open the door and you descend. Sure. You walk down into the basement. And it's an even stronger like pet smell down there. You hear, like, the crackling of electricity. You, like, go what? looking around the basement. You see, like, like sparks and light happening across the basement. Wow. You kind of, like, sneak over. You look, and I, the only way to describe it is there's, a there's a, like, a portal that's opened up. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. There's a portal. It's light green. It's filled with electricity. There's a man. I guess, there's a man yeah. standing in front of it. He uh, looks like he's like he's wearing like a general's dress uniform. You see f- yeah. four fucking stars on his shoulders. Wow! And you stop. And you go. Say, kid, this must go deeper than we thought. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah! What do you do? He says that, or I say you that. You say that. Little Pet Midnight says that to himself. I guess I I, I ask him, "What's your deal?" You kind of like take a couple steps closer to the portal to see what's going on, and when you get like behind the general, you can see into the other side, and there's like a giant, like well, not a giant, but it's like a, like a big house cat, okay. and it, it's dressed in like military gear. Yeah, and it's like it's like talking. Through the portal. Um. What the, the what, hold, hold on. The tiger said that? No, there's like a cat, like a house cat. It's wearing like military gear on the other side of the portal. And it's having a conversation with the general. I guess I interrupt them. I go, what the fuck's going on here? You take a, you take another step forward and you hear. I go, hey, 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 kitty cat. Listen, 
listen to me now. Before any words can come out of your mouth, you hear the voice Fuck. of the cat. And it sounds like a high-pitched voice, and it's like, Thank you for the supplies, General. <laughs> the truce <laughs> will be greatly deserved. <laughs> Why is that his voice? It's a cat, dude. It's a cat doing a human's voice. Oh, okay. You know? It's clearly a cat doing a human's voice. All right. So well, then, okay. The, uh, the, general, cool. the general looks back and he says, We've got a bit of an overpopulation problem here as it is. We're happy to send our reserves. And he, like, makes a motion with his hand, and uh, these guys open up a door, and all of these, like, house cats just walk through the portal. Wow. You look on the other side, and you see that uh, there are, like, other cats dressed in military gear that are all there to, to waiting to, like, greet these cats as they come through the portal. And they start, okay. like, talking to them, and they dress them in military gear. They give them little cat-sized guns. Uh, you see them basically, like, arming them, and they all just kind of, like, walk off into a field. And you're, you're kind of, what the fuck is going on? And yeah. as, as you're, like, kind of just caught in a trance of, of what's happening here, you uh, you look, in, and the, the cat who's, like, talking to the general kind of, like, looks past him and sees you, and he goes, hey! And he points. Uh, the general turns around and sees you, and he uh, he blows a whistle, and then you're attacked by a bunch of guards, <laughs> and uh, they, they cut your head off right there, and they feed, it to, they feed it to all the cats uh, as fuel to, to go across into the cat realm against the, to, to fight the Great War against dogs. The Great War of Cats and Dogs happens in another universe, and the cats are not doing well. So they, they call upon uh, the humans of Earth for backup. So, uh... Yeah, the dogs would probably kill them. Yeah, it was not. It was really a last ditch effort. And uh, yeah, I've, cats, not a fair fight at all. No, uh, that is so fucking shitty. It happens, yeah, it has no impact on on Earth really. Like uh, like your your death at all. You know, everything kind of keeps happening. Cats eventually, you know, succumb in the Great War of Cats and Dogs. And you fucking die, and they eat your sure. <laughs> they eat your brain and your eyes. <laughs> Oh All of your God! Skin, every every non-bone part of your of your skull, they eat every <laughs> bit of it. They lick oh, they lick no. your skull for the nutrients. <laughs> what kind of nutrients are on my skull, Aaron? I don't know, it's good. Probably should, that's good for cats. I'm not a cat. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That little girl never gets her cat back. That that is the least of the problems with this episode. Yeah, you fucking died. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad I'm dead. <laughs> 